Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, like it's just a rinse and repeat. Uh, the Washington State Cougars knock off the Stanford Cardinal four straight years. They have done so. Uh, welcome into the Crimson and Gray podcast. My name is Jason Puckett. Uh, my voice is basically lost because I was screaming so much at, at the game last week. Of course, joined every single week by Paul Sorensen, a former All-American safety at Washington State, and of course in the Washington State uh, Hall of Fame. Well, that was uh, it was a little dicey. Actually, it wasn't dicey in the beginning. It was a blowout in the beginning. Then they got a little dicey, Paul. But but that's kind of what the doctor ordered uh, last Saturday there in Pullman. You know, it was a great win, Puck, and, and I was worried about that game just because I thought this might be a little bit of a fragile team, but you know what? They came out, and, and even though Stanford made a run, and I'll tell you that that quarterback, David Mills, is a stud. He's a five-star guy, and he threw for over 500 yards at a school record for Stanford and still couldn't beat Washington State. Anthony Gordon was unbelievable. He picked up his third uh, Pac-12 uh, Offensive Player of the Week award, five touchdowns, over 500 yards himself, leads the nation in, in passing yards and touchdowns thrown and completions and all that kind of stuff. And he also now is in the top eight in the Davey O'Brien Award, which is the top uh, player you know honored as a quarterback. So there's a lot of good things, but you know what? All that stuff aside, Puck, let's flip over to the defense. We have been awfully awfully tough on them this season rightfully so because they've had some issues but they came up with a couple of big turnovers a couple of stops now granted you know Stanford was able to gash them a little bit through the air and I think that makes sense because they're a little thin on the back end but still Stanford rushed 15 times for eight yards think about that that's air raid uh, you know rushing uh, numbers and and that's Stanford you're talking about so they did a nice job at least making Stanford one-dimensional and uh, absolutely happy and tickled pink that the Cougs were able to come out there with a win, keep it uh, four straight over the Cardinal, which goes back to the mid-60s, the last time, actually late 50s, early 60s, when they won eight in a row over Stanford. So that that's a big win, and it makes this game absolutely humongo coming up on Saturday in Pullman. I, I actually want to give David Shaw, I think, I think, a partial game ball, if I may, because I think that, you know, for whatever reason, I mean, the Cougars can just – I don't know why they can't stop the uh, the rushing attack for the Huskies, but they always do a pretty good job, it feels like, against Stanford's uh, rushing attack. But when they came out and tried to establish the run early in the game and Washington State had clearly had had, had their way with it and was able to stop it, I, I was sitting next to my son. I'm just like, this is great. Like David Shaw is playing his normal, we're going to line up, we're going to be bigger and badder and more physical than you, and it's not going to work out. And I, I thought from the get-go he should have allowed Mills to come out and throw the ball all around the yard. And and I wonder if he would have done that. I mean, again, these are all hypotheticals, but I wonder if he questions himself uh, going back to that game thinking that he should have opened it up right away. I mean, you saw this, the success Mills had once they just, once they said, okay, we're not going to run the ball. We're done running the ball, and we're going to throw the ball all over the field. Um, I mean, really, those he's got some talented wide receivers. I mean, those dudes can play, and, and Mills can sling it around the yard a little bit. I thought Shaw played a little part in, in the game, 
that they got themselves down 19 nothing in part because, you know, I David Shaw's a hell of a coach, Paul, but, boy, he gets stubborn sometimes. Well, you're talking about David Shaw, and then let's talk about stubborn with Mike Leach. I mean, sure. we've always been, you know, it's the same thing. If you, It's a system, Puck, and, and you look at what David Shaw's been able to accomplish. They're one of the top two teams in the Pac-12 in terms of wins. They've won a you know Pac-12 North title. They've been able to do some damage on the national level. They get a certain kind of dude. They're really good on the offensive line. They send those guys to the NFL. Probably have turned in uh, more NFL-quality tight ends over the last you know, 10 years than, than anybody in the nation. You know, their receivers, uh, you know, have been very, very good. You know, they're big and physical. They've always had great running backs, you know, that, that have gone on to the league. And, uh, you know, all I have to do is look at what McCaffrey is doing, you know, in the NFL. He's been one of the top players, you know, at running back uh, this season and has been, you know, since he's come to the league. So they have a formula, and Shaw has used that formula to, to have great success. And they've been able to hack they they pounded the University of Washington and beat them down in Stanford because they were able to run the ball. They were able to use their tight ends and play action, and they were able to be you know, kind of out-physical Washington, which surprised me. Yeah. They had a tougher time running the ball against the Cougs, and I completely agree with what you had to say. You know, the, uh, the Mills kid averaged over 15 yards of completion. Yeah. I think he had six balls that were 25-plus yards. They big played WSU huge, you know, in that football game. And I think he finally realized the only way we're going to be able to beat the Cougs is to outscore those guys. And and I think it's going to take a David Mills 500-yard effort to kind of do that. And yet Washington State was able to stop them a couple times with turnovers. They gave up a lot of yards. They gave up a lot of points. But when it came right down to it, Mike Leach said it in the uh, – you know, in the Monday press conference, he says, hey, we got two extra possessions because of what our defense was able to do, and that was huge for us. And I think that – I think it, I thought your, your observations are absolutely right on. I would have thrown Mills from the get-go, mm-hmm. but I think it took a little while for Mills to open up Shaw's eyes and realize the only way we got a chance to beat these guys is to big play him. And, and then he kind of finally came around. But, you know, sometimes, you know, old, old dogs, new tricks kind of kick in. Well, and then I think we've we've talked about this before, I think, on the podcast and in terms of, you know, for a defense, I I really don't care how many yards a defense gives up. I mean, that means nothing to me. They give up 700 yards a game. Um, You know, the two things, obviously, you want to keep them out of the end zone, you know, points, but then and then forcing turnovers. And one thing, and that's to your point about last weekend, especially in the second half is that you got to force turnovers when you have an air raid offense like this that can put up, you know, 40, 50 points a game. You want to maximize opportunities for that offense. And so, you know, I need a defense that can get the ball away. Yeah, you know what? You give up a few big plays. Uh, that happens and what I'll live with that if you can turn the other team over and get the ball back. It's, you know, it's one of the things that I think going back and looking at the the ASU and Oregon game, not to just you know dwell on those two games. Uh, we can do that at the end of the season. We wrap up this year. Uh, I would have loved to see them be so much more aggressive on those final two drives. And I get it. Listen, you 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 send people. You played obviously college and pro football. You know you know what it's all about. You send guys. You're gonna you're gonna leave guys out on an island. Problem is, even when they don't send pressure, guys are getting beat downfield. I think I'd rather you know go down swinging. Uh, by sending a little bit more pressure. And and I wonder maybe uh, looking back as they evaluate their defense, if they will uh, maybe adhere to more of that Grinch approach, which they did, you know, a few, you know, last year and obviously two years ago. 
Well, you know, I, I agree with that. And here's the other thing. When you look at the turnover, we, we've talked about this. There were, there's been 12 defensive backs that have left this program, right. you know, in the last couple of years. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know of any program that can handle that kind. And, of course, you look at Jalen Thompson and look what he did in the uh, San Francisco sure. 49er game. Got his first interception. He's, he's starting at safety. Okay, starting at safety in the National Football League, starting at safety at Washington State. Do you think there might be a difference on the back end with this Cougar defense with Jalen Thompson there? Absolutely. That was a gut punch in losing Clays. Your defensive coordinator in the middle of the season, gut punch, losing 12 defensive backs over the last couple years, punching the eyeball. I mean, all of these different things that have come to play, there's going to be some upheaval. And then you see guys like Jihad Woods, who just went over 100 tackles on the season, who's been a leader out there. Tavarian Brown, the young freshman that has come in, the four-star kid out of California, he's playing like an animal. That's a superstar in the, in the making. You know? and, and so you look at some of the young kids that have had to kind of step up. It's been trial by fire. And losing a National Football League starter you know, makes a huge difference. And losing a defensive coordinator on the national level that's done a great job when he's at Minnesota and even last year in the Speed D, there's going to be some, some blowback on this thing and so I think I think what McBath and, and uh, you, know, you know company have been able to do and you know they have done and and, and of course uh, Bell and Tony you know the linebacker coach to come in and kind of stop the bleeding and and right this ship it may not be great defensively but it's not crappy and it, they've done a much better job of stabilizing this program being aggressive and I'll just give you an example on what you talked about in terms of you know the prevent defense in those those two games at Arizona State and Oregon we did it and I, I remember my junior in Pacific we played University of Pacific you know back and forth game we weren't a great football team our junior year. We, we went four and seven and six of those seven losses finished in the last possession where if we would have scored on offense we win or if we would have stopped them on defense we win and we ended up losing those games and one of those games was pacific and we had them beat and guess what we dropped into a prevent the quarterback threw four straight balls right down you know little outs right down the field walked it walked it up with about 15 seconds left kicked the field goal and beat us i hated that i hated the fact that we were doing a pretty good job on defense, playing our normal defense. Then all of a sudden we go into a prevent and we prevented ourselves from winning because we let them walk right down the field, get in field goal range and kick the ball. And I, I have never forgotten that. And I always think that's a huge mistake by defense is to drop back and, and give up those little out routes, give up the middle of the field, especially with timeouts. Play your normal defense. If they beat you, good on them. If not, we just turn the game over to them and let, us, let them pick us apart. Yeah, they um... – yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those small things, and 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 again, it's um, you know, it's I'd rather than go down swinging, as I mentioned before, in terms of uh, sending pressure and doing things like that. But whatever. I mean, it's you know, we'll address that at the end of the year. They're five and five. They got a big game, obviously, coming up on Saturday against uh, against Oregon State, uh, which is essentially like a playoff game. Because right, I mean, I, I think both yeah. programs, if they honestly, if they had an honest conversation with themselves, going to find it very difficult to pull up. You know pull off that six win against their rival, of course, Oregon State and the Civil War against Oregon, and, of course, uh, Wazoo and the Apple Cup uh, there against uh, UW. Now, Oregon State will come in. They'll, they're much more balanced than what we saw from uh, Stanford, but their issue is uh, they, have a, they have a bad defense, too. I mean, their defense is not good. Uh, this, I think the total points in this thing, if you're a gambling man, Paul, the over/under in this thing is like seventy-six and a half points. I'm going to assume it's going to be a shootout on Saturday night between the the Beavs and the Cougs. And Max Borgie has already given Oregon State. 
the uh, bulletin board material because he's guaranteed a win. Uh, you've been in that lot. How much do do players, coaches play that kind of stuff up? They don't give a crap, okay. honestly. I mean, it's like what what is Borgie supposed to say? Oh, right, you know what? We're going to lose, dude. Seriously, I Oregon State is so much better than we are. I remember Chris Jackson called out the Huskies, you know, and and Mike Price was absolutely livid in the Apple Cup. He went for two hundred and two scores and and got to Washington State to the Rose Bowl. So I mean, you know, he had a great game against uh, against the UW. Borgie has been outstanding. I thought what Borgie said in, in years we've been chastising this football team all season long for not having leaders. Max Borgie is a a great football player and an excellent leader for WSU because he said exactly what I would have said. He said exactly, you know, what the team needed to hear. He said, we're going to go out and we're going to win this football game and we're going to get bowl eligible. Let's worry about us and not worry about Oregon State. Now, the Beavs are pretty damn good on the road. They've beaten Cal, UCLA, and Arizona this season, and they're 1-3 at home. Washington right. State is pretty damn good at home, having the only loss in that huge gap against UCLA when, you know, we won't go back and revisit it because my eyes are going to start bleeding. But still, they should be undefeated at home this season. So you've got a team, you have two teams that are playing really, really well in their respective deals with Oregon State on the road, with Washington State at home. Oregon State is much more balanced. They do a great job of rushing the football. They only turn the ball over four times, which is absolutely incredible. They lead the nation in that. Mm-hmm. So Washington State's probably not going to get a turnover, you know, in that game. So it's really going to be who can stop the other team, get them to punt. You know, maybe a special team play is going to come in. You saw the big kickoff return last week against Stanford, how huge that was. That flipped the field and basically killed Stanford's chance to come back. I think you're going to see a, spe- a special team's play, either a block punt, you know, miss field goal, punt, or kick return. It's going to have to be huge because I think this is going to be a high-scoring, right down to the end of the ball game kind of football game because you have two football teams that are fighting for their absolute life because they both know what faces them the week after they play, you know, Washington State and Oregon State. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, it really is. It, it is. It is just a, almost an elimination game. And uh, in a, in Washington, say for you know the the positive for them, why it might probably be a shootout. They're averaging something like fifty. I think it's fifty four, fifty five points uh, at home this year, which is just a it's just an insane number. Uh, the one thing that would be problematic is Oregon State is. I mean, they're balanced on offense. I mean, they can, uh, you know, they can throw the ball downfield uh, with uh, with Jake Luton, but they've got two good wide or excuse two good running backs in Pierce and Jefferson who can keep you honest too. I mean, this is gonna be be a, it's a tough task here for for this Wazoo defense, which obviously we've detailed their struggles uh, against a real balanced and, and high power offense uh, like Oregon State. It it just you know on the flip side of it, Paul is. You know, it's another game where when you get the ball offensively, you're probably going to have to score almost every series, you know, or every other series. You 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 can't waste opportunities when you're out there on offense for the Cougs. Yeah, that's absolutely correct, Puck. And I and I think when you look at Jamar Jefferson, he hasn't had the year that he had back in 2008. He's been a little bit banged up. Right. He's only got 472 yards, but still, it's four point you know seven a carry. And this Pierce kid has come in and has been really good. He's he's just under 800. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yards rushing and all, all, just under six yards of carry. So they have a one-two punch back there. They're going to pound Washington State. That's okay. You can't give up the big run. You can't give up the big pass play. They have a receiver at Isaiah Hodgins. Mm-hmm. He was a former WSU verbal. He right. committed to the Cougs and then decommitted in August and ended up going to you know to Oregon State. He's first in the Pac-12 in touchdown catches with 13 and second behind uh, Arcanado in, in receiving yards. And he's a big dude on the outside. But they and they have a pretty good tight end. You saw if you saw the game last week, he hurdled the guy you know to uh, at Arizona State to get into the end zone. So they're athletic. But I, I think it's a situation they're not as explosive of a football team, you know, as the Cougs have faced, but they are grinded out, punchy in the face. We're going to possess the football, try to keep Washington State's offense on the sidelines. Oregon State's best offensive, best attack against the air raid is their offense. Right. Possess the football, long grinding drive, so go 80 yards in 12 to 15 plays, you know, a five, six, seven-minute drive kinds of things, and limit WSU's ability to touch the football. If they can do that, and then the Cougars, like you said, don't score on each and every possession, they got a great chance to win the game. Where, where do you rank Where do you rank the, um, the, the play of Anthony Gordon among all the air raid quarterbacks Mike Leach has had? For the, the single year that he's having right now, he, if, he, if he finishes out the way he's trending and goes over 5,000 yards, he's already broke the touchdown record at, you know, at 39. He's going to be in the top three. But what Gardner Minshew did last year with 11 wins, I'm a win guy, okay? All the stat stuff, we just talked about this. We don't care about yards, total yards and possessions and all that kind of stuff if you're a defense. I don't really care how many yards you throw for, how many touchdowns you throw for, how many wins have you given mm-hmm. Washington State. And so I'm a, I, it's all about wins for me. And so I think he's a top three guy right now, but I wouldn't put him at, at, at number one. I would put Gardner Minshew up there. Yeah, I mean, his his numbers are, are staggering. They're eye-popping, but I, I tend to agree with you. There was um, and you've seen it at the pro level, there's a, um, you know, there's a Minshew magic to him. There's a, there's a, he's got a flair to him that, I'm not saying that Gordon doesn't have it, but I'm just saying that that was a little different than uh, what you see there from uh, from Anthony Gordon. What do, you, what do you think, Gordon, at the next level? I mean, I know we're, I'm jumping ahead. We're missing two games. What do you think of the next level? You think he'll get more of an opportunity because of what you've seen here recently with, with Gardner Minshew and maybe people at the NFL and at the pro level are starting to come around to that air raid quarterback? Well, yeah, because I think the air raid is shaken off the misnomer that it can't succeed at the next level because you look at Mahomes came out of the air raid you look at Gardner in terms of what he's done uh, Luke Falk granted he didn't have the success in the NFL but the team he had around him was god awful right. you know with the Jets but he started you look at some of the quarterbacks you look at Goff at, at Los Angeles he came out of Cal that was an air raid system you know under under Dykes you know uh, Sonny Dykes in terms of what they were able to accomplish you look at all of those different quarterbacks you know um I just I think the air raid because because what the air raid teaches you to do it's it's the ability to read the defense and its ability to get rid of the football. Gordon has a really quick release. He's very good at standing in the pocket. Sometimes he looks like a statue back there. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where Minshew was better. Minshew was able to buy time by sliding his feet, by moving around. It, 
Gordon sits back there and goes through his read progression, and if he doesn't see it, then he'll slide and try to make some plays. He doesn't have the, the legs and the speed that Minshew has or the elusiveness, but he's bigger, faster, and stronger <clears throat> in terms of his ability to, to read, get rid of the football, excellent touch you know, on the football, and he's going to be one of 10 guys in this country, I think, that throws for over 5,000 yards in a season, which is absolutely staggering to me. And he may have and end up may having uh, 50 touchdowns on the season, especially if they get a bowl game. That's, that's absolutely incredible. So you can't knock his body of work, Puck. He has really had a hell of a season. I just wish the Cougs could have figured out a way to get a couple more Ws. Yeah, absolutely. Can I, can I go back to the, the Stanford game for a second? Because remember I, I was sure. – um, Saying I was, I gave a half ball to uh, David Shaw because of, of him being conservative in the beginning. I'm gonna upgrade. For, I wrote this down in my notes, and I have to upgrade it to a full game ball. Okay, do you uh, do you remember the scenario? In the third quarter is about ten and a half minutes uh, to go in the third quarter. Stanford is down twenty-two to fourteen. They're in uh, Wazoo territory. Um, they face a fourth and three, and Shaw elects to kick the field goal. Uh, he, the kid ends up missing the field goal. And I remember I wrote down in my, my phone, as I'm sitting there watching the game, thinking, is that a game changer? Because wh- why, I mean, if you're Stanford at that point, and I guess maybe how times have, have, have changed over the years for Stanford, with their ability to run the ball, be physical with their tight ends, quarterback is playing really well. Why would you kick a field? Why would you try to attempt a field goal there when you're facing fourth and three? Now they end up scoring a touchdown later, but that's it. I mean, and then after that, they they get they get blanked. I thought that was a real. I don't know if that was a momentum changer for Wazoo. I don't know if they dodged a bullet there, but I mean, Stanford was moving the ball, and then when they lined up for that field goal, when they when he brought the field goal crew out, I I celebrate. I'm like, that's great. Even if he makes it, uh, to me, it, it's a win. I I was um I was a little stunned he settled for that. What about you? Well, I, I think it's interesting. It, it sends a message to his team. That might be a little bit of a white flag. You think Mike Leach would have uh, kicked a field goal in that situation? No, no. Absolutely. No, no, no. He did it against Cal. Did he? He did the same thing against uh, Cal. I think, I don't know. I, well, I don't know. He, he I, went for it against Cal. Oh, went for it. Okay. After that deal, you know, when they were down 20 to 12, it was fourth and three. Weaver ends up tackling uh, Gordon after he slipped out. He gained a yard, but it came up short. You know, if they kick a field goal there, they end up scoring later. You know, it, it would have made it, uh, I think, 22-15 or whatever the heck it was. I don't remember what, or maybe 22, whatever. You know, the whole deal is uh, he went for it. And so I, I think Shaw should have gone for it. You know, and it, it's an interesting scenario, and that's where the coaches get paid the big bucks. Yeah. And they have to make those decisions and, and win, lose, or draw. So say he comes in and, and uh, goes for it, doesn't get it, then he leaves himself open for all the – the naysayers saying, you know, you should have kicked a field goal. You would have gotten some points out of the deal. That would have been positive for the team. So I, I think in his mind he's thinking, we're going to score again. Let's get some points out of this drive. You know, I've got a good field goal kicker here. He just burps it. That's on the field goal guy, not on the head coach. So, I, you know, all of a sudden now it, it, it makes it a one-score game, even though it's still kind of a, a one-score game. Uh, it, you give your defense, you know, some more momentum. You get some points. Who knows? And, and so I, I just think you know, if it's me, oh man, that's a tough decision. I, I really have to have a feel on how that offense is playing right now. If I feel like they can move the football, which they were able to do, I'm probably going to take the field goal and get the points and walk mm-hmm. out of there with, with something in the, in the bag. Unfortunately, the kicker didn't do his job. Uh, we finally, well, not finally, we've seen this at, at other times, but boy, we got a, we had the, the exact performance that you and I both want to see out of Max Borgie. 
I mean, that, that's it oh. right there. If we can put that in a bottle and get that every single week, uh, that's exactly the, the type of production we want to see from him every week. And just, again, maybe you don't get the production every week, but in terms of the touches, that, that's exactly uh, the amount of touches you want to see week in and week out for him. Here's a few things I just want to share with you about the season that Max Borgie's having, Buck. You ready for this? Mm. He's third in the Pac-12 with 12 total touchdowns. He's fourth with 116 all-purpose yards. He's the only Power 5 player in the nation with 650-plus rushing yards, 450-plus receiving yards, 12 touchdowns. He leads the Pac-12 in almost seven yards a carry, and he leads all the running backs nationally with 60 receptions. Borgie is the first player in WSU history to score 12-plus touchdowns in each of his first two seasons. Is he not having an All-American year in terms of what he means to the yeah, football team? He's great. And he's, he's, That's he's, what he's done. Yeah, he's been awesome. He's, he's Christian McCaffrey. 2.0, in yeah. my opinion. He doesn't just he doesn't get to run the ball like McCaffrey did 25 to 30 times a, a year behind that Stanford offensive line. But what he does in space, and when you can put him out there one-on-one, he is as tough a guy to bring down as anybody there is in the United States. Yeah, I agree. He is. He is. And he, it was a great game, and they're going to need him against uh, Oregon State there uh, in a familiar fashion. Uh, your good friend, and I, I'd love to get your thoughts on this one. Your your good friend, uh, Dave Softy Mahler, brought this up uh, on the radio the other day, and I'm curious <laughs> to hear what uh, what you say, uh, your answer to this. So uh, let's just don't even factor in the Oregon State game. Um, he made a comment that he was looking at the two programs, how, how different the two programs are in terms of how they view their seasons. Like if, uh, and his point was Washington wins out, so they go, they finish eight and four. Husky fans will deem it a, a disappointing season. That's been a, it's been a disappointing season. And he said on the flip side, if Wazoo ends up winning the Apple Cup, they're going to deem it a successful year. And I listened to this, I said, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It literally, and he says a lot of dumb stuff, and that, but that's we love him to death. But I said it's not a successful year. I mean, it's it's I'm I'm happy that they beat the Huskies in the Apple Cup because it's been five years. But I also then will quickly look back and go, should have won Oregon, should have won ASU, and should not have blown the UCLA game. Then I will still think it's I still will think it's a it's a disappointing year because it could have been so much more. I would agree with that, but I will also say that uh, that Softy's right in in a couple ways. Uh, one of them being basically coming off an 11 season win, you know, last year. Yes, this is this is a disappointing season. But the the, the dearth of of graduation really hurt the defense. You've had good play by the offense, maybe not as great as last year because of what Gardner Minshew and that offensive line, Andre Dillard and company, you know, were able to do. But overall, the Cougars, you know, having the defections that we talked about you know, with Thompson and with Clays, with, with Peyton Pelour. Peyton Pelour was a huge blow for WSU when he graduated because he was so good at lining everybody up. He was a coach on the field. Those guys up front that, that graduated and went on to the National Football League, you know, really were, that was a huge difference. So I think if Washington State can beat the Huskies, by the way, it's six years that they've the Huskies oh my God, have is it won. Six years? I know. It's six, dude. In fact, Mike Leach's only win – Against uh, against UW was in his first season. He hasn't won since. Yeah, you're right. So yeah. that's been yeah, that's been tough. And and that was that that overtime, you know, barn burner in Pullman uh, where he had the fat man uh, interception, nearly scored, and 
and and Pickett, I think, had to had to tackle him or whoever the wide receiver was, right. knocked him down at the three yard line, or that game would have ended on a defensive interception return for a score. Cougars end up, I think, kicking a field goal to win it. It was awesome. Place went nuts. I was at the game. My son headbutted me, almost knocked me out. But you know, that's that's not a surprise. I get knocked out all the time. So I think what Softy had to say, and and I love to hate him because that's what that's what Cougar fans do for him. But that's what Husky fans they absolutely love him. Because he says the same thing. I completely agree. The level of the program that Washington is at, winning eight games for the Huskies is not acceptable. They expect to win the, the North. They expect to win the conference. And they expect to go to a major bowl. Washington State should be thinking the same way. They should expect to win the conference, expect oh. the, 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 the North, win the conference, and go to a major bowl after winning 11 games last year. Uh, yeah, I guess so I, I agree. Would... I agree with from his the point of view with Washington. I, but I just don't agree with the point of view from Washington. I, I, as me, as a fan, even if they be, beat Washington in the Apple Cup, which will again will be awesome. As you said, been six years. I, I'm not going to sit back and go, ah, well, that was a that was a great season because I just don't. I think that they. They they kicked so many games that they could have won. They could have been. I even know what they lost. I mean they, I mean there's three. They had no business losing UCLA, and yep. um and let's just say one of them Turner. I mean uh, Utah obviously they lost that game. Uh, Cal I think they lost that game. Uh, but Oregon and ASU. Oregon and ASU, ASU they those are stop. they scored with 35 seconds yeah. to go in the game to beat them. Yeah, I mean that's you know? just so uh, those two ga- those two games UCLA and ASU. I completely agree with. I think Cal. Cal was a winnable football game. You know, I think the Cougars win that game in, in Pullman. I think they lose that game in Berkeley because of you know, having having uh, Bo Baldwin. You know, has done a great job of, of attacking Washington State's defense over the years, whether he was at Eastern Washington or Cal. And and Will Cox with his ability to stuff WSU in his years in the Pac-12, and then at Cal as a head coach. So I think that's that's like Washington's defense. That's not a good matchup for WSU right mm-hmm. now. Just like, look at the closest game that Oregon has played this year. Who was it? It was against Washington State. They had to kick a field goal with no time left to beat the Cougars in that football game in Austin Stadium. Washington State should have won that game. You know, but they couldn't get a stop. They had two big pass plays by Herbert uh, to move him right down the field and, and then kick the field goal as time expired. So that's been Oregon's toughest game of the season. Who would have thunk it? Mm. All right, we'll get it done this week. Let's uh, let's get bowl eligible, and then we'll get uh, ready for uh, next week's uh, Apple Cup edition of the Crimson and Gray podcast. Paul, always appreciate it, man. Have a great weekend. We'll, we'll see you next week. Take care of that voice, uh, my friend. Oh. And I give Jonathan Smith and the Oregon State staff a lot of kudos. In my opinion, he's the Pac-12 North Coach of the Year right I, now. I don't, I don't really see uh, much of an argument with that. Uh, he has been uh, terrific. All right, another edition of the Crimson and Gray podcast. You can find this up at sportsradiokjr.com. You can also uh, download the iHeartRadio app and search on iTunes Crimson and Gray Podcast. We'll see if the Coos can get it done this week against the Bees. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.